Callie and I just got back from the beach and something that she did at the pool caused her to burn her face. Not from the sun, from something that she was drinking. True story. She had a little burn mustache for the past week. We'll explain what it is so it doesn't happen to you on this episode of The Upside. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. I would like to start off by talking about our beach vacation, because there are two things that came out of our five days on Amelia Island that need to be addressed. Well, and just to preface this story, um, I don't know what he's going to say, but we had never been on a road trip beach vacation ever in our relationship before. We've never been on a road trip vacation. It has nothing to do with the beach. It has to do with my fear of being in a car for more than three hours. Fear of being in a car with your wife for more than three hours or on the road? You know what I think it is? I think it is growing up an only child. It was just really road trips and summer car trips were just really, really uh, boring. Oh, because you didn't have anyone to play with? Yes. Just your parents? I would play um, I Spy with myself. Aww. So like I I would I would <laughs> Didn't you ever bring a friend? No. Oh. I, no that wasn't an option. Oh. So I I think my friend Jason went on one trip with us. But yeah, so I just think that especially living in Atlanta with Delta, right? Right down the road, it's just so easy and so inexpensive to get anywhere. Yeah, you just Hop on a plane. We're close to the airport. Do it. We've, we can. You can fly. Anyone that's going anywhere in the southeast flies through here first. So, anyways, we, so we, we did our first couples road trip to Amelia. Couple road trip to Amelia Island. It was six hours down there. No problem. Even though Callie slept like two hours on the way down. I did. It's my thing. I'm sorry. And she falls asleep hard in the car. So like, she was out of it. But I. Did not mind it at all and was ready to do one again when we returned. I'm so excited that we did that. And now it's funny because we have, I have a week off in like two weeks, actually the week that this podcast officially launches every day. And, um, you know, we're going to be really busy that week for obvious reasons. And Jeff's like, should we go on another road trip that week? Should we go on another? I'm like, uh, we're launching a business that week. So no, but he's so excited to jump into another road trip. Oh, hold on. There we go. That's Callie killing <laughs> my road trip dreams. It's Callie being a responsible adult. All right. I uh, want to do two things, talk about two things related to the trip, because number one, uh, I was so excited to come back from Amelia Island and the Omni, the Omni Hotel or resort that we stayed at uh, was beautiful. They sent me a message on Instagram and said, can we have your permission to use this picture 
on our social media, and I was honored. You know me. I love <laughs> I love a good Instagram picture, right? Jeff and, loves to take pictures. Yes, and I was so, and I have been checking that account every single day since then, and they have not used it. Aww. And I, I almost want to reach out to them and say, are you going to use it? Because I really am getting tired of checking. No, I think that's probably... <laughs> A little bit overkill. I think you're a little too excited. I think they just want to know that they can use it. You know what's going to be funny, though, is when you see it in like five years on some random social media, whatever the next Instagram is, and you see your photo and you're like, oh my gosh. I took that. That was my photo. But it's they're not going to use it for like five years. I uh, There was one that they used this morning that was similar. It was like taken from the same vantage point, and I actually studied it to see if it was mine, but they had just altered the color, <laughs> the filter, whatever, and it wasn't. So That is the funny thing about that. So in the world of influencers, Instagram, people taking pretty photos, all of this, like everyone, it's like when someone finds the right spot for the photo, that's like the whole feed. Because if you looked on the feed of what people tag it on, it's like the exact same photo that you took. Because oh really? Because it's it's like the the perfect place to get a great picture of the resort. It's mm. like you know where everyone. Why you, are you killing my? I'm dreams? sorry. Okay, I'm just kidding. You have the most original picture ever. It's so good. I cannot wait for them to post it. We should check it like twice a day. It's and it's so hard <laughs> to not take a beautiful picture of a sunrise. That's what it was. I was down yeah. there. I was up early to go claim our beach chairs. Because that's like an Olympic sport. Oh, my God. Lordy mighty. Didn't you see somebody physically running? Yes. Literally saw a woman physically running to, like, get the beach chairs that she wanted. And there was no one else out there. Not only was she running, but she was running with beach towels from the day before. So she had taken clean towels at the end of her pool day. And then, because they don't bring the towels out till like, 7 a.m. or whatever. And she was making a mad dash and like throwing towels, like eight towels over these eight chairs. And I'm like, hey, psst, there's no one down here. What's the rule on holding the chairs? Because I was potentially in the middle of a super awkward situation. Jeff wasn't in the middle of it, but he was mentally inserting himself into like the Jeff is world famous for creating anxiety over something that hasn't happened yet. And there were people that next to us one day that had put their stuff down and reserved two chairs and then didn't come back for three hours. And they did the, they did the whole, um, magazine flip flops, one tube of sunscreen. Right. So, so they, they just, put, yeah. You, so like someone sitting, and then three hours later, someone walks up that is clearly not them kind of trying to figure out, okay, are these people coming back? Are they not coming back? And Jeff like puts his headphones in. He's like, I don't want to be the one to tell them. I don't want to be the one to tell he, them. No, no, no. That's, he said to me, has anyone been to these chairs yet? And then Jeff, Jeff's like n- awkward went to the next level and he was like, uh, 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 uh. That's not, why do you finish <laughs> stories and get them wrong all the time? I don't. Yes, you do. You, you always jump in the middle of my stories. Okay, I'm sorry. And then you completely change the ending. Okay, tell your story. I was sitting there minding my own business and the guy came up to me and said, hey, are these chairs taken? Have these people been here? And I said, not since we sat down. And he said, how long have you been here? And I looked at my watch and I said, mm, 
four hours because that's calling them out for not claiming their chairs, yeah. which I think makes it permissible for him to take him. Oh, totally. But then I, where I got into my own head was when I started thinking about the fact that, like, what if the other couple comes and then the guy says, well, he said that you haven't been here in four hours. And they're like, we were here, but you were up getting a towel. So then he, like, drags you into the middle of this this pool chair fight and then you're stuck in the middle of it awkwardly and you don't know what to do. So I just put my, even though my um, headphones were dead, I had the Bluetooth headphones down at the pool with me and they died. I still put them in and pretended I was listening Because you're like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want anything to do with this potential... Because if that guy was anything like the lady that was running to to save the towels, like there could be an all-out fist fight. And I mean, here's putting the, you know what I mean, putting the towels on the chairs. Yeah, and what's really jacked up is I don't think the people who claimed the chairs originally ever came back. I don't think they did either. Because he moved the flip-flops and the magazine and the stuff off to the side and then sat there and took the chairs and when we got up to leave, you know, at dinner time or whatever, the flip flops, the magazine, and the stuff were still sitting there off to the side. Yeah. So either they came down and saw that they had been evicted and just decided to skip it. Yeah. Which is like, totally something I would do because I'm not like, you know, trying to reclaim my space. Yeah. We got to talk about um, the, your interaction with the neighbor. Well, oh my God. Right now? Yes. So As long as we're on the subject of really awkward interactions and Callie wants to call me out for Well, wait, what was your second things. thing? You said you had two things about the about Oh, it's, the your, it's your public service announcement about um, burning your face, but we'll come back to that. Okay. We gotta, we'll, we'll stay on the awkward track. Okay, on the awkward track. Um, so I am, we moved into a house a couple of months ago, what, like at the end of February, and we love our house. And it's really our, it's not our first time with neighbors, but it's our first time with a yard where our dogs could pretty much just like run and spend their days frolicking out in this big backyard that we have and without us paying close attention to them. Um, and Lily, there's one part of our fence, like most of it's chain link, but one of it, this little section of the fence you, the dogs cannot see what's on the other side of the fence. So the other day we have um, a neighbor right next to us on the other side of the fence and the neighbor came to take her trash out and Lily, I just heard Lily losing her mind and they keep their trash cans behind this section of the fence that Lily and Sadie cannot see. Oh, so they don't know what's it's, going on. On it's, the other a, side. it's a wooden fence and I don't know how to describe it, but the, the slats are staggered so you can see light and shadow moving and you can hear clearly. Mm -hmm. So like if, if you wanted to kind of like make your arm, you know, bend, you could reach through and like touch the person on the other side of the fence, but you cannot clearly see through it. Right. Which is torture for a dog. It's torture for Lily because she's protecting her house. So she starts viciously barking at our neighbor. And I mean, like, her tuft is up. She's got, like, a I'm going to kill you mohawk thing going on. And she is just, like, tearing into this lady um, with her little 
bark. And um, we don't know our neighbors that well, really at all. I mean, we moved in, I went over there and introduced myself to them. So I don't know them well enough to know what they're thinking or how they function. I'm just making assumptions because we know that they have cats. They don't have dogs. So if we had a neighbor with a barking dog, Jeff and I would like slip it bacon over the, you know, over the fence and make it our friend. And like, it wouldn't even be a thing. Um, but they have cats and they have cats that they have like an outdoor cage built for. So I'm worried that they don't like dogs or don't, won't get Lily. You know, I'm just worried that they're going to be like, oh my God, these neighbors, we hate them. And Lily's only done this like twice maybe since we moved in here where she's barking so much. So I went out. That, oh, that's, you're so kind. No, in that Lily. way, like she's barked at them before, but this was like, this was like, she was freaking out. Lily and, was, and I when by the time I got outside, I saw Sadie coming from the complete opposite side of the yard at full clip to join Lily in her barking chorus. And I was like screaming at the dogs. Jeff was inside. I'm like Lily, Lily, Lily. So I'm sure the neighbor heard that. So then we get inside with <laughs> it the was, dogs. It, it was a scene. It was a scene. We were that those neighbors. So we get inside with the dogs, and um, the neighbor calls me and I was on the phone. Um, I had a debit card problem and I was on the phone with the bank trying to get that. I'm like, Jeff, the neighbor's on the other line. She's calling me. She's calling me. What do I do? And Jeff's like, hang up on the bank and answer it. And I'm like, no, I got to get this done and whatever. So she doesn't leave a message. And I texted her and I said, Hey, I just saw you called. I was on the other line. And then she just never wrote me back. Well, you weren't even going to text her back, but I made you because I was afraid she was going to, because I thought my assumption was she was mad about the dogs. And I thought she was going to come to the front door, which would have set the dogs all off again. So that's why I wanted you to text her back. It's I was just, like, Please, please, please text her, text her, text and her. And then I was having regret about um, not at the beginning of this neighbor relationship, giving them Jeff's phone number instead of mine, but she never texted back. We haven't seen them. So I don't know if she was calling to be like, Hey, you really don't need to yell at the dogs. Like it's totally fine. I don't know if she was calling to say, Hey, uh, I would really love to come over and meet the dogs so they know who's over there. Or I don't know if she was calling to say, Hey lady, shut your dog up and figure something out. So now I'm like living in fear of the unknown. And it's so funny because I had that on my Instagram and everyone's like, you just need to call her. But I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't have anything to say if she's like, you need to get your dogs under control. I have no clue. And that to me is way more awkward than not knowing. And we have tried, like we, the, the, the dogs, okay, in defense of our dogs, because we aren't those neighbors. We definitely are not the neighbors with the loud dogs. No. Because there's a house, like two or three houses away, where those two things are barking. All the time. All the time. But I can appreciate our, our next door neighbor every single time they drag their garbage cans out and every single time they drag them back in, having the dogs bark at them. But you wouldn't outside. care if there were barking dogs at you when you were taking out the trash. I wouldn't bother you. I don't know. I don't. Weird things bother me. It might if it happened every time. I could appreciate it. Yeah, we understand, but, but and we don't know. These could be like the nicest people ever, and you know, I, I, I we have no way of knowing. This is all a made up thing in our head. But they, and we do know they are the nicest people ever because they brought us gifts. They brought, oh, they dog brought gifts. treats to us. Homemade. She homemade treats for the dogs. So I would actually say she's probably. 
reaching out because we both are so embarrassed at how much noise the dogs are making. We run outside and we're like, Lily, Sadie, Sadie, get back in here. Look, come on. So if she can hear that, she might be saying, You guys calm down. Like, calm down. It's no big deal. The dogs are just doing what dogs do. Well, and here's the thing is, so we've tried different things. We don't want to put bark collars on the dogs because we, we do want our dogs to defend their turf. Like I, you know, I don't want Lily thinking don't bark when a stranger approaches your house. Like I want her saying, Hey, get the hell out of here. This is my house. And you know, Lily, you know, I, I want her to defend her property. Um, and we got one of those things off Amazon where it's like your humans aren't supposed to be able to hear the sound, but you turn it on and it hurts the dog's ears when they bark and they're like, oh, that's irritating. I don't want to do that anymore. Lily doesn't care at all. She doesn't care. And it was the most reviewed ultrasonic dog bark thing. And I turned it up to the highest level and we know she can hear it for two reasons. One, she turns and looks at it. Mm-hmm. And two, Callie hears it. I hear it. I can hear the noise that only dogs are supposed to hear. And it hurts my ears. I'm like, I don't know if I can keep that thing on and sit near Lily because it hurts my ears. I'm going to go deaf. She came in the living room the other day carrying it. And I said, why are you bringing that in? Leave it outside. And she said, I don't know how to turn it off. I can hear it. Make it stop. It's giving me a headache. Yeah, it's, it was like hurt because it's it's just really weird. Anyways. Why? It's so odd that you can hear it, though. You're, well, you, because you're a human. You're not supposed to be able to hear it. I don't know if I'm abnormal or, I mean, we don't really have anything to compare it to because Jeff has um, radio headphone ears and he can't hear anything ever. Yeah, Kelly, we're out the other night and Kelly knows this when there's ambient <laughs> sound. <laughs> Well, like at a concert or whatever, I don't like people to talk to me at a concert, not because I need to hear every note and every lyric of what's happening on stage, but I can't hear. So then I end up being the guy going, what, what, like 10 times. So yeah. just don't talk to me. Yeah. And I'm just fine with it. So we're out the other night and Callie actually is in a conversation with a dude who uh, is going through some stuff and Callie goes, you know who I think would have really good advice? Jeff, switch seats with me. And in my defense, I had had like a bunch to drink and I was not thinking super clearly about your ambient noise problem. So I wasn't thinking that. I was just like, so I had been, you know, I was like three or four glasses of wine deep and I was like feeling bad for this guy. And I'm like, Jeff would be such a good friend to this guy. And he would have so much knowledge. And I honestly wasn't even thinking, oh, we're in a very loud, crowded bar. And it's, you know, like ABBA's in the back. Like I just was not even there. Right. Like, cause I was not in a clear state of mind. So that normally I know, but yeah, not four so, glasses deep. Now this guy's next to me pouring his heart out to me. And I I can't keep saying what, what. So then I just start nodding and going, you're right. That's great. Of course. Yes. Hi. Yeah. Good. Whatever. Like as best I can, not knowing if he just said something like, well, you know what I really think I need to do? Drive my car off a cliff. And then my response. You're like, oh yeah, great. That's great. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So thanks for that. Sorry about that. Uh, Okay. So we've got to talk about the... um, the lip thing that happened to you on the beach. But first, let's just take um, a quick second and talk about this podcast and the upside. Two things about it. First of all, 
Um, if you've already listened to episode number one, you kind of got an idea of what the Upside podcast is, but but we want to make sure that everyone understands the Upside is so much more than just a podcast. It is a positivity-inspired brand, and the, the podcast is a jumping-off point for a ton of other things that we're going to be bringing to you. Right, so we're going to have events, and we're going to have merchandise, and we're going to have a weekly newsletter, and we might have like daily text messages, and we don't know everything. We know the podcast. We know the newsletter. We know the merchandise because I've been working. And when I say merchandise, I don't mean Callie and Jeff merch. I mean literally like we're, I think in the first round we're doing, um, we're doing shirts, we're doing wine glasses, like all about living life on the upside and they're going to be cute. They're going to be current. It's not going to be like your standard, like, Hey, brand logo on a shirt. Like right. we want you to wear it. We want you to spread the good vibes and, you know, to spread positive energy wherever you are. Because the whole vibe of the upside, the concept of the upside is there's always something to be grateful for. No matter what situation you're in, there's always something to be grateful for. And Callie and I have learned firsthand the power of gratitude. So we want to use the upside, like the whole the the, the whole brand, brand. We want to use the whole brand to spread that not only to people who are uh, followers of us on social media and who have bought into this and have heard our story, but also people who don't have any idea what it is. So that's what we're trying to do. Like this we, is a movement and you are a huge part of that. Which leads us to the second point. We need you to tell your friends. We're going to be asking a couple things of you over and over and over as we start this. Um, and Jeff and I talked about this. We aren't at a point, we're developing all of this. We don't really know what we need to take this to advertisers, to take this to the next step. What we do know is we need subscribers. We need five-star reviews. So we're going to keep asking you to tell your friends to hit the subscribe button, to tell your friends to hit the subscribe button, and to give five-star reviews. We want to do this full-time. This is it as far as we're concerned. We want to take this as far as we can. We want to expand. We want to do this five days a week, which is not a super common theme. Uh, thing, not theme. Um, but we want to bring this to you five days a week. And the, the way we're going to be able to do that long term is if we can get our subscriber counts up and up and up and get those five star reviews in so that people know that you love the upside. So please just think of one or two or three people who might enjoy listening to this or might enjoy reading the newsletter or whatever and tell them about us. And one by one, we can make this movement into something really, really huge. And like Callie said, we're putting all of our eggs in this basket and we want to do this for a long time. So we don't know how it works. Like we don't. <laughs> we really don't. We're, That's we're, not a lie. We're truly doing this one episode at a time and one week at a time and and one month at a time. But um, we're we're set for like the next 90 days. After that, we don't know. So yeah, we don't have a plan. So subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell your friends. Uh, and what we're going to try to do with every single episode that we that we we put out is we're going to try to find something in there that serves as a reminder of the power of gratitude and the power of looking on the upside. And I have today's story from a couple named Brooke and Boomer. 
<laughs> now you know if the couple involves Boomer, they're always down for a good time, right? Oh, for and sure. They're always they always have to be in a good mood. Well, they provide a great example of living on the upside and looking at the positive of whatever situation they're in because they recently got engaged. Oh, so Boomer decides to get down on one knee and propose to Brooke in a park. And he has a photographer hidden off to the side to capture it, right? It happens a hundred times a day. Yeah. Okay, this is in Chicago. So the photographer's over here, Boomer and Brooke are over there. And just at the moment where he takes his knee and opens up the ring box, a jogger runs between <laughs> the photographer and the Proposal. I thought you were gonna say a dog and I was about to get really excited. Nope, it was a it was a jogger and he runs right between the proposal and the the photographer, which means their picture has that guy in it. Look at his face. He knows he screwed it up. Oh my god, that's amazing. Okay, so you can't see it, but what it is is <laughs> it's they're almost like on a riverfront, it looks like, and they're in the middle of the frame. The guy's down on one knee and the girl is standing right next to him, and there's a jogger mid-stride in the right frame of the photo looking directly at the camera going, oh, crap. That's what I imagine is going on in his head. Like, his eyes are wide open. He's like a deer in headlights. And it almost looks, I wonder if he's, like, backtracking or something. But it's amazing. This is, like, Jeff's dream proposal because Jeff loves stuff like that. And, yeah. Well, Boomer and and Brooke took it all in stride, and this is the example of always looking for the upside. Uh, They have put the word out there that they want this dude at their wedding. That's amazing. They want to invite him and a guest to their wedding, August of 2020, um, <laughs> as because, uh, you know, he was import- such an important part of their the day. proposal, yeah. Right. So as a special guest at their wedding, they want to invite him. Because they, I mean, they could have gotten so mad. They could have gotten yelled at the photographer. They could have chased the guy down. The bride could have cried because forever her proposal pictures are ruined. But That's a great way to start a marriage. And it's so funny because, well, first of all, I think a lot of people get caught up in like the stuff of the wedding planning and you lose sight of how big of a deal the relationship commitment is. But it's funny because, you know, my parents have been together forever and they're super happy um, and they laugh all the time. Like even in like the worst situations, they laugh it out and laugh at each other all the time and they never take life too seriously. And I think that's a huge part of marriage is being able to laugh at yourself in situations where you could easily be like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. You ruin this, you ruin that. Instead of, you know, just looking at each other and bursting out laughing, which is what my parents do all the time. Well, I think they, they, they do. But they do get frustrated. Like, I can't imagine there's a lot of laughing going on right now based on the text message that your mom just sent you. Oh, I think they're totally laughing about it. So my mom sent me a text. They are, um, I don't even know where they're going. And um, (laughs) they're going to get on a cruise. So they're going somewhere to leave to go on a cruise. Out of the country. Out of the country. So... (laughs) (laughs) they're about to go do that. And um, my mom sent me and my sister a text saying, your dad's baggage is still in Atlanta, somewhere at the Atlanta airport, and we leave for our cruise in two days. So if he doesn't get his bag 
in Europe in the next 48 hours, he's going to be on the cruise. With one outfit. Or whatever he can buy in whatever country that they're taking off from. And the way that, you know, in something like that, (laughs) what you could do is be like, I'm so mad. The airlines are the worst. All this stuff. But really, I I think that they probably look at each other and laugh knowing that my dad (laughs) always has his clothes on, you know. Well, your dad is so organized with everything that he probably like he knows. I I don't know how long the the cruise is, but if it's if it's ten days, he's got ten outfits. Right. He's got you know if if they're gonna he knows that they're gonna go to seven of the formal cruise dinners, so he's got seven suit coats. Like he's got it all. Oh, he totally has a system, and he had it done thirty days ago. Oh, he definitely did. And you know what's gonna be funny is for their next trip. You know what he's gonna have in his carry on. A backup outfit yes. to replace everyone. Yes. So. And I'm surprised that as you know, seasoned travelers as my parents are, that they don't have that. I'm actually surprised that that's even happening. But the point in all of that is to say that you can always super easily have your brain go to what's negative or what's bad. But life is a lot easier, better, more, more... It's e- it's easier. It's the best word. You already said it. Yeah, it's it's easier. just easier to navigate if you try to focus on what's going right versus what's going wrong. Because yeah. we all know people who would be about to, who just flew to Europe and they're about to board a beautiful cruise around European countryside or wherever they're going. Well, I guess you wouldn't cruise the countryside, <laughs> the shoreline <laughs> or wherever they're going. Like I was thinking of like a river cruise or yeah. whatever. Uh, but who would be mad because their suitcase didn't show up. And the, that could ruin their whole trip and, yeah, whatever. But, but guess what? You're still in Europe about to get on a 10-day cruise. Yeah, You're with your wife fine. and your friends, and, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, all right, so let's do your the public service announcement because you suffered a terrible injury while we were in Amelia Island, and uh, you need to tell the world about it. Had you ever before heard of margarita burn or lime burn? Not until you sent me the link. Me either. And it's it was kind of funny, but it could have been really bad. And I didn't realize how serious it was. So we went to the beach. We went to back to Amelia Island. Um, we went to the beach for a week and we were, you know, drinking fruity drinks all week and doing our thing in the pool. And, you know, I had sunscreen on and all this stuff. Well, I get home and there's this like brown patch over my lip on the left side. And I thought, I'm like, how did I manage? Like, is that sun damage only in one spot, whatever. And someone sent me a message and said, oh my gosh, you have, that looks like margarita burn. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, limes. If you were you drinking something with a lime in it, I was like, yeah. You were drinking margaritas. I did have a margarita. Those strawberry. It was like a strawberry lemonade, but strawberry limeade is what it was. But I like squeezed a lime on top, and then I was drinking it out of a straw. But at the end, you know, I ditched the straw and I got the last little bit out from the cup from drinking from the cup, and I burned my face. So I probably got 30 messages from people saying, oh my gosh, I went to the doctor. I was convinced I had some sort of like weird disease after I went to the beach. It turned out that I was burned from squeezing limes into Coronas or squeezing limes into margarita or whatever. Wasn't there one picture of a woman's hand who almost looked like she should be in the hospital? I think she was in the hospital. I mean, it was literally people with like boils on their hands. It's really, really serious. So I don't know how none of us knew this, or most of us didn't know this our whole lives. 
But I Googled it. It's been on the Today Show, on Good Morning America. It's all over the place. And there are experts, a dermatologist, saying, yes, lime I guess it's all citrus, but really limes burn your skin. So do not squeeze limes and then not wash your hands and be even, I mean, I was in the pool. So my hand, you know, it was, it's really serious. It can be really bad and it can even take months to go away. So do not squeeze limes and then be in the sun. You have to wash your hands or just don't drink it while you're in the pool or is, on the beach. Is yours completely gone? It's almost gone. It's getting there. Um, but yeah, how crazy is that? How did I not know this? You know everything about skincare. I mean, I don't know everything, but that seems like a big one. Don't you think that that's like something that would have been passed down down from the generations that we should all know? You could... Like, don't smoke at a gas station? Don't squeeze limes in the sun? I don't know. If there was somebody that you really didn't like, you could say to them, you know what people are doing nowadays? They're squeezing fresh lime on their face before they go to the pool. Oh my God, that's so mean. And it would be funny, except for the fact that it's that serious. Like, the pictures are disgusting. Like, go Google Margarita Burn, and you will be like... What? I mean, that can like put you in the hospital. Margarita Burn sounds like a great band name. Or a song. I was thinking a song. Who are you going to see? Margarita, Margarita Burn. Burn. Yeah. My favorite band. They're playing music midtown, main stage, Saturday, 4 p.m. <laughs> Love Margarita Burn. Thank you for listening to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Every time we post a podcast, we include links in the notes section of what we've discussed in that episode. So if you're looking for a link to that proposal that we were talking about or to Jeff's photo that he's hoping will go viral, I think, um, or anything like that, check out the details section wherever you are listening.